When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. TDN Fantasy listeners, do you want to win some money in weekly fantasy sports this year? Well, check out our friends over at Owner's Box. You can join their latest contest for free by using the code DREW9. That is DREW9, as in Drew Brees. And you can win some money today. We've talked in the show about how much money I was able to win in their week one contest. You can join in on the fun now. Win some money of your own by going on ownersbox.com or downloading the Owner's Box app on your device Make sure you join and get your lineups in today. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner, Jake Arians back once again. I know I was missed on the Sunday recap episode of the show, but I am back. You were missing. I'm not sure you were missed. There's a difference. Well, I am back. Don't you worry about that. And uh, we have waiver wire rankings to break down, Jamie's week six rankings to break down here on the show. So a lot to get into. We will waste little time. We will jump right into our waiver wire rankings position by position. We will start with the quarterbacks and I will turn the floor over to uh, Jamie first here. If there are any anybody on his list that he wants to talk about here uh, off the jump. Yeah, Taylor Heineke. Um, I know he didn't have a great week last week, but gets to go against this Kansas City defense that hasn't stopped anybody uh, at home next week. Right now, he's only rostered in less than 15% of fantasy leagues. I have him ranked, as we'll talk about as we get into my QB rankings, as my QB 10 for this coming week. So if you're looking for somebody, bye weeks have started, guys. Um, I know it's not a lot of prominent players at the quarterback position, but the Falcons are off, the Saints are off, the Jets are off, um, and there's one other team that I'm completely liking on right now. That is also off this week. So uh, four teams that are on by. So you now have to start considering this when you talk about your waiver wire claims. Uh, the other team is the 49ers, by the way. Uh, so you have to start considering this now. The, the, the pool of available players is getting thinner and thinner for the next, you know, really, what, two months worth of mm-hmm. bye weeks. So kind of keep that in mind. But really the only player I'm targeting in single quarterback leagues would be Taylor Heineke. Uh, In two quarterback leagues or flex uh, or super flex leagues, guys that I'm a little bit higher on that might be available that I would consider guys like Jacoby Brissett, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, and even Geno Smith for this week. Man, I did not hear Justin Fields at all. Even the two quarterback league. 
Uh, Justin Fields is currently my QB 27 of 28 for just glad week. to see you're on the same page as me, brother. <laughs> Taylor, he- Taylor Heineke, what was the stat? He had like he double digit touchdowns three weeks in a row up until this week. He was yeah. playing pretty good. I mean, he and he had 20 point games every single week up until yeah. this week. So he had one bad week. I'm not off the train. He's got a great matchup. He's going to have look, Washington's going to have to throw because if there's one thing Kansas City can still do aside from not play defense, it's put up points. So he's going to be throwing the ball a bunch. And he's going to be running around like crazy. And I really love that for fantasy back. I like that one. The running back position. And I'm looking at a list here that has Darrell Williams up at the top, Devontae Booker, Khalil Herbert. Jake, what stands out to you here in the running back market? I like Khalil Herbert. Kid at Virginia Tech. We talked about this this draft in the spring. I thought it was a steal for them in case they had some injuries in the, you know, the past couple of years. The Bears hadn't had anything. Well, they got Williams. It was a great addition. Herbert at 18 carries and looked damn good. If something happens to Williams, I love it. If not, I think he's going to get 15 carries every week. He looks really good, looks explosive in the kick return game. I like that one. Of course, the other two guys have all the touches, right? They're taking over for their guys. I'll let Jamie talk about them. But Quiller Herbert looked impressive just from a football perspective. And the 18 carries from a fantasy perspective, you got to love those touches. Yeah, you do. And he's going to get some work each and every week. So he is somebody that should be on your radar in deeper leagues. Obviously, the two the two crown jewels this week are Daryl Williams and Devontae Booker taking over as starting running backs for their team. Uh, I, I would lean slightly to uh, Daryl Williams in here only because I don't know what this Giants offense is going to look like next week in particular with Daniel Jones also likely to be out along with literally everybody. Uh, they're going to have Kadarius Tony and like Colin Johnson. And I mean, there's not going to be much on that Giants offense, but uh, Booker and Darrell Williams, I think if you need running backs right now, like most most teams do, I think they're worth about a third of your fab budget each. Uh, I think they're both are guys that you can feel comfortable putting in your lineup as either an RB2 or a flex play this week. Uh, I know we'll get into my rankings in a little bit, but right now I have Darrell Williams as my RB21, Devontae Booker as my RB19. So uh, they're both going to kind of be there, but we'll see what happens. My guess is that Clyde Edwards-Alaire might miss more time than Saquon Barkley, at least in the short term, but... Uh, we'll see what the reports kind of indicate, but I would kind of put those two uh, both pretty equal footing right now, both for this week's rankings and for your decision to pick one of them up off the waiver wire. James, I will say if you get Booker, keep him. Like, yes. I, this this Saquon stuff, I don't think it's going to go away. It's an ankle this, this week. Will be I think he can third... miss a week here and there, and he looked good. I, I'd keep him if yeah. you get him. As we mentioned on the show on Sunday, this is the third consecutive season now that Saquon Barkley is going to miss multiple games with a leg injury. Like. <laughs> It is what it is, but this is, again, what we warned you about was that not only did he obviously have the injury risk coming off of the ACL, but that doesn't mitigate all of the other potential injuries that could happen. And, I mean, this was a freak injury if you saw what happened. Like, I, it, it's one of the weirdest things you could see, but it was bad, and we all got to see the, the tennis ball size swelling that was in his ankle on the sideline. So he's going to miss multiple weeks here with that ankle sprain. You mentioned Kadarius Tony, and I'm looking at Fantasy Pros wide receiver rankings, and Kadarius Tony finds himself atop of that list. Other names here, Rondell Moore, Hunter Renfro, Rashad Bateman. Where would you like to start talking about wide receivers for this week? Well, I mean, Kadarius Tony is clearly going to be the top option, um, but you don't really need me to tell you that. So I feel like there's not much to expound upon there. He's going to be the wide receiver one in New York for a little bit here because just by attrition, because there's nobody else that's going to play. Uh, looks like Kenny Galladay didn't, uh, av- excuse me, avoided a major injury, but they've already kind of indicated that he's not going to play this week. So uh, there should be plenty of volume for him uh, this coming week. So Kadarius Tony is the guy that you should pick up. Uh, Rondale Moore, I think, is a guy to pick up and put on your bench. I'm still not comfortable starting him on a weekly basis yet, but he's a guy that right now he's owned in, in fewer than 40% of leagues uh, should be on your bench. 
As should Rashad Bateman. Uh, I'm really, really excited to see what Bateman can do in that offense. I think he's a perfect fit for what Baltimore wants to do. And considering that they can't run the ball at all right now and they're going to be throwing the ball constantly, uh, I, I am really intrigued about what Bateman's potential upside could be as a middle-of-the-field threat. As for everybody else, I mean, I'm not picking up the Saints guys right now and holding them through the bye. Uh, I'm not touching Josh Gordon. I'm not touching Chris Moore, or, you know, some of these other guys. Uh, those are really the only ones. Like, I, I'm still not fully buying into Donovan Peoples-Jones after one game. So, to me, the, the, big, the big ones here are Tony is a pickup and start this week. Moore is a guy to add to your bench. Bateman's a guy to add to your bench. And then there's like the usual guys that, you know, in deeper leagues that, you know, you should always be looking for Hunter Renfro and for guys like Amon Ross St. Brown and Jameson Crowder. Like those are like the weekly standard guys that if you just need a few points at the back end of your bench, those guys can fill in for you. Yeah. The only question I'd say on Hunter Renfro is does this offense change with Gruden out, not calling the plays? I don't know, but you're hearing rumblings of some of the other younger coaches wanted to add some life to this offense, do some different stuff and Gruden wouldn't do it. Do they allow that to happen, right? Does this change? And I don't think his role changes because he has such chemistry with Derek Carr, but that's one I'd pay attention to that I like it, but watch and see if it goes up or down depending on how the play calling is. The tight end position here, too, as we close out the waiver wire, I'm looking at uh, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Dan Arnold, the top three names at least at the list that I'm looking at. Uh, Jamie, uh, Evan Ingram, are we are we back in on Evan Ingram? We out on Evan Ingram? This, you have a smirk on your face as I'm setting you eh. up for this. This yeah, is when you I like mean, him, right, James? When they have everybody hurt. Yeah, but then Mike Lynn's throwing him the ball. So, like, eh. Um, I'm not – to me, I would still rather pick up Hunter Henry first and foremost. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, I think, is absolutely worth an ad. He's getting a ton of target volume with Logan Thomas out. Uh, those would be the two guys that I'm targeting in particular for this coming week uh, that are, are not widely owned across the board. Otherwise, like – I mean, I have Evan Ingram ranked as my tight end 17. Like, I'm not all that excited – uh, if Gronk doesn't play this week, Cameron Brate's another guy that needs to be added in more leagues. I would add all of those guys before I added Evan Ingram. Wow. I can't really argue with the Mike, Mike Glennon throwing him the ball thing. Although Evan Ingram always gets a ton of targets, regardless who the quarterback is, when everybody else is hurt. When he's healthy and everybody's hurt, he tends to get 10, 12 targets a week. I don't know if that's good for you or not with Glennon throwing it, but I will throw that in there. Before we move on to Jamie's rankings, I want to tell everybody about our friends over at Bet Online. And as always, Bet Online, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. They've got a new updated site and interface. They have even more odds, props, and contests. They continue to be the number one source for everything football. Why don't you head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit? Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Jamie, week six, quarterback rankings. I have them in front of me. I'm looking at them. I'm trying to see if there's a name that stands out to me that I got to ask you about right away, that somebody's in the top 10 that everybody else disagrees on or somebody that you have way down that everybody else is higher on. I got to be honest, you're kind of within the margin of error on a lot of these guys. There's not a big discrepancy that I think we kind of start these conversations with. You have Jacoby Brissett inside the top 20. That's the biggest thing that I think stands out to me. You're eight spots different from the expert consensus rankings, but I will, they're your rankings. You put them together. Is there something that you want to touch on from this group? Uh, that I feel pretty good about some of these top options. 
Like as I start to look, particularly one through nine on my rankings, which you can see in the draftnetwork.com, the Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Brady, Jackson, Hertz, Herbert, Dak, Stafford. Like I feel very good about all of those guys this week. Um, you know, kind of like last week, we talked about how deep the quarterback position was, and it obviously looked very deep in terms of like guys that scored 20 plus points last week. I kind of feel good about some of these top options here. Uh, you know, the reality is, is a lot of people weren't exactly relying on Zach Wilson or Matt Ryan or Trey Lance or Jameis Winston. So for most, the most part, like nobody's really missing a starting quarterback this week, unless you're in a super flex league. Uh, so there's really not a lot of actionable advice here. Uh, Joe Burrow's got a strong matchup as well this week at, at 11. So I guess the really only notable name was Heineke up at 10, which we've already talked about. Uh, you know, if for those that are starting early, you mentioned Brissett at 19, Trevor Lawrence at 13 for the London game this week. But it kind of looks like the way it would look across the board. Like, I didn't feel like doing my rankings this week that anybody really stood out as out of place. Um, the only one that I would mention a little bit further down for Superflex Leagues is I was a little bit higher in Ben Roethlisberger this week than usual. He almost cracked the top 20. Uh, Seattle secondary is horrible. And I, it's going to be interesting to see how that offense operates. But I know no Juju, but... Ray, Ray Ray McLeod will be fine in that slot role. Deontay Johnson and Claypool look awesome, as does Najee Harris. So I would actually not be surprised if Ben Roethlisberger puts together a really nice game this week. And don't worry about Dak. You go back to the Brady-New England game. It rained. He had five drops. They had a 45-yarder called back, or Brady throws for 350. And then Davis Mills goes off on that New England defense this weekend. Don't worry about Dak. He hadn't thrown it a ton the last couple weeks. They've run it a lot. I think he has a big game, so don't shy away from Dak. And if you have – if you have him, you probably don't have a better option anyway. But I've seen Dak paired with a bunch of other quarterbacks in a lot of leagues for some reason. But don't shy away from Dak this week. I want to talk to you about Owner's Box. If you have not had a chance to check out our friends over there on Owner's Box yet, do so for week six. They have a ton of different contests. They'll have their 25K week six contest available to you. If you have not played yet, you can join for free. Get a free $10 entry by using the code DREW9, like the guy you see on TV all the time now on NBC. Drew Brees drew nine to get a a free $10 entry into their $25,000 week six contest. Uh, That is the Sunday only contest, but they do offer Thursday contests through Monday. So they open up the whole pool for you. You can play in these big tournaments. You can play head to head. You can do winner take alls. Uh, There's a lot of different options from you. You can enter games for as little as $1 for as much as $250, depending on whatever you are interested in. So check out our friends over there on Owner's Box, ownersbox.com, and by downloading the Owner's Box app today. I will tell you my favorite thing when we do these rankings is that we very rarely talk about anybody that's inside the top 12 at a position because it's mainly the same group. We go obscure. We go outside the top 12 when we're discussing names. Jamie, we got to talk about RBs 17, 18, and 19 this week on your running back list. They are Chuba Hubbard, Chris Carson, Devonta Booker in that order. Again, the top Just 12 like we basic- all expected when the season began. And that's why I want to talk about it, right? Is be that's what makes these rankings so fun to look at with the ebbs and flows throughout the season and from a week to week basis. Because I look inside the top 12, uh, Jamie, and you have Dalvin Cook three. Again, I don't need to continue to repeat myself that of how you do this. You wait until I do fully expect it. Well, look, I have, I have done a better job of taking some guys out, but I do actually expect that he's going to play this week. So that's right, but, why I but, have him there. I feel like but this again, week he's coming back. But again, we, we do this every week. Jamie's higher on some of these guys because he doesn't take a guy out of the rankings until they're actually ruled out. So everyone inside the top 12, 13 or so 
it is is about where you expect them to be. It's running back 17, 18, and 19 that I'd like to talk about, those three names that I just mentioned. So, Jamie, you kind of talked about Booker a, a little bit earlier, but now you got Chris Carson and Chuba Hubbard up a little bit higher than most. Well, yeah, and, and I think, to be quite honest with you, the reason why I'm higher on Chuba Hubbard is there seems to be, as I look through all the rankings here, there seems to be a lot of people that believe that McCaffrey's coming back this week. So obviously, if McCaffrey comes back and plays, you're not starting Chuba Hubbard as an RB2. I still think it's a little too early for me. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I know they've talked about it. I know they wanted to get him back in around this time frame. But again, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, it will be easy enough for me to add. I know where Christian McCaffrey will land in my rankings if he starts, so I don't really need to worry about that, and not that anybody is going to not start him if he is ruled active for this game. But Juba Hubbard really showed me something last week. He got a lot of work. Jake and I talked about the amount of rushing work that he got in the game in addition to passing. Uh, he's going to be used quite heavily, and it took a you know He wasn't used as heavily as we hoped in his first start in place of McCaffrey, but looked really good last week. He's got a good matchup against the Minnesota defense this week. So I would not hesitate to start him if McCaffrey is ruled out as an RB2. Love, love Drew Hubbard. I love, we talked about that the other night. And this guy was a first round pick the year before. If he comes out of Oklahoma State, he doesn't. He comes back, gets hurt. And he's kind of a forgotten guy. But he was a first round talent. He's the perfect pick for them if McCaffrey goes down. And if this becomes a thing for McCaffrey, he's going to miss time where he never did until last year. This kid's going to be a stud every time he steps in. I will. I just want to remind everybody that I talked about Chuba Hubbard in the preseason process. I just that, and I, that I you liked. You did, or I did. I did. Now I think, before I did, get out of here. Uh, are you kidding me? I think we. Why are we adversaries on this? I think we were in this together. We were, but don't talk. You said it first. That was my name. All right. So can well, we? Can we? Long before he went there. Can we? Can we share the praise on yes, this? Yes, we would. I'll be okay, happy oh, to share. You. Thank you. Thank I'll you. I'll be I happy to share. That. Okay. Thank you. I share uh, anything with you, hype train. Come on. Uh, so, uh, Jamie, uh, I'm looking at your running back rankings and two names that I just want to talk about. Uh, Damian yep. Harris, you have him down at RB28, and Alexander Madison, you have him down at RB34. I would assume the Madison thing is because you said earlier you expect Alvin Cook to play, but Damian Harris, yep. you have lower than most. Uh, I want to talk about because that. Because I continue to be right. I'm sorry. Damian Harris is not a good fantasy football running back. Like, he's not. He's never been. He's never going to be. Like, I, I just I don't know what this mental block is in the fantasy community with Damian Harris. His numbers aren't good. If he doesn't score a touchdown, he's a killer to you. And even when he does, he's an RB2. Like, if you want to play him as a flex, that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But he's not a good fantasy player and has never been. It doesn't profile as one. Like, I, this is the one that I just continue not to understand why the, the fantasy rankings community never catches on with. I'm sorry. Like, I just, it's just a fundamental one that I disagree with on the fantasy community. And they don't ever seem to be, he's just more, more, I don't know. Uh, for lack of a better phrase, excuses for him than I ever see with anybody else. Like, I, I don't get it. By the way, the other guy got 18 carries. Like, the workload was not tremendous. Yeah. Um, wide receivers, the next position up that we need to discuss. And, Jamie, I'm looking at this. Uh, Mike Evans inside the top 10 up at 7. Mike Williams, a top 5 wide receiver this week. Everybody else in a spot maybe probably where you expect. So I guess we'll start with those two names and any other names that you want to mention. Yeah, I mean, look, Mike Williams has been a monster, and there's really no reason to believe that's going to stop anytime soon. 16 times. Yeah, he's great. 16 like, He's great, and he's been great with it. And Baltimore secondary doesn't scare me. I mean, be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Mike Evans has also been great, and people don't want to adjust on his ranking whatsoever. Uh, I think the couple names I want to discuss here are the two Seahawks wide receivers, because obviously we would normally know where we 
would feel with those guys, but obviously Geno Smith is starting now. Uh, they do. It, it, I put them at 13-14, so high-end wide receiver twos. I think that's fair. Uh, for these guys, I still want to start them. I'm not. I'm not taking them out of my lineup because Geno Smith is starting. But obviously, they're not going to be wide receiver ones right now in that spot. Uh, I think the Tyler Lockett hate in the last couple of weeks has gone too far. Uh, he's still getting a ton of targets. He had. He's had multiple touchdowns called back. He gets tripped on. Or he gets pulled down on what would have been another long touchdown uh, for pass interference. So not much has changed for Tyler Lockett aside from those couple of plays. So I still like him a lot. Um, I'm trying to see here. Is there anybody else that really stands out to me? I think Emmanuel Sanders took a nice little jump in my rankings this week, particularly against Tennessee's terrible defense. He's all the way up at wide receiver 22 for me. So I think that is an interesting name to kind of keep an eye on. But uh, there's just a lot of fun names here. Like Darius Tony's up at 35 for me. Michael Pittman's up at 32. Uh, there's some really just fun players here all throughout the top 40 and some players that I just wouldn't feel comfortable starting uh, every single week. Guys like Odell Beckham down at 36. Uh, I'm trying to think of like some other guys that have been normally like Allen Robinson for me down at 33. Like some of these guys, Robbie Anderson, 52, like with some of these guys that haven't been producing, there's too many other guys that are. What did Robbie Anderson do? Like he has chemistry with the quarterback. You'd think from their time in New York, like what did he do to Sam Darnold? to be non-existent. I was all in on Robbie Anderson. Like the preseason, I'm like, man, they're going to throw it a ton. Perfect compliment to DJ Moore. I don't like the rookie that much. He's the guy. He's non-existent. Like Allen Robinson is head and shoulders above where Robbie Anderson is. And he's non-existent. Tight ends. That's the last spot we get to go to here on the show today uh, in terms of Jamie's rankings. And Jamie, you have Cameron Brait up to tight end 14. You talked about him a little bit earlier when we were talking about tight end waiver wire. I see Jared Cook at tight end seven, Tyler Higby at tight end five, your top four, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. Darren you, see, Waller, yes, you want to talk about tight end one? I mean, I I was going to get there. Okay, can you let me build the segment first before you just... Well, you always start at the top since one of you gone from the bottom up. Well, I, Jamie, I'm building the segment out here. I'm setting up the names that are notable, and I read the top, and you didn't let me finish the top before you started in about Mark Andrews. So go ahead, Mark Andrews, tight end one. The floor is yours. So the funny thing is, is he was my tight end one even before Monday Night Football. So I start to put together my rankings before I go back and, and make adjustments. So he and Kelsey were like neck and neck before the huge game that he had this week, only because like the Chargers are actually a pretty solid matchup for fantasy tight ends this year. Uh, Washington hasn't quite been look I you don't have both of these guys on your roster so it, this is not like a decision that you're going to really have to actually make but uh, Mark Andrews is starting to get more and more and more involved he finally got that red zone usage this year that we hadn't seen from the first few weeks uh, so that will continue to going forward uh, so this is more for like DFS owners box type plays I really like Mark Andrews this week particularly at his cost versus what it costs to get Travis Kelsey but as far as the other tight ends that are interesting, uh, higher on Higby than usual. Dalton Schultz, as we've talked about on the show Sunday, is a top six tight end. Um, Ricky Seals-Jones, 13. Cameron Brait, 14. as two guys that are waiver wire eligible that you can bring in, as we talked about earlier in the show. Uh, they're just It's interesting. Like If you're going to take some flyers on guys beyond that, but I think the biggest one is Hunter Henry's now inside the top 10. Uh, he, this has been a slow momentum build for him. Jake and I talked about this on Sunday. We were all the behind the scenes, all the peripheral stats started to look good. Now we start to actually produce at that volume. As long as he's healthy, I think he's going to be a tight end one the rest of the way. Yeah. If he's healthy, he's the guy, his chemistry with Mac Jones. I like Cameron Braid. I can't imagine 
the Bucks are going to bring Gronk back when they get 10 days off this to make sure he's okay. I mean, four cracked ribs or whatever that ended up being. Like, I just, I just yeah, think why they rush need it? To risk it when their offense is running like that. And Bray's a perfect fill-in. Uh, man, how about this? I had a, the best prop. Jamie, you'd be so proud of me. It, it came three <laughs> yards short. But I took one of those, like, super boost flyers on yeah. uh, on Andrews having 150 receiving yards. Ends up with 147. It was like plus 2,500. <laughs> it, was, it was about to be a monster. And I'm, I'm like, all right, three, three more yards. We got to get it. But what a night he has. Yeah, so I, Lamar won me. Lamar won me a fantasy matchup with that overtime touchdown. I was down like forty points. I had and, I had and Lamar and Jonathan Taylor down big in one in one league, and then I end up having Tom Brady, Jonathan Taylor, and Mark Andrews in another league. It was just that that one wasn't. By the a way, game. speaking of just speak, before we move on, Chris, do you know who the number one quarterback in fantasy is this year, right now? Um, is it Tom Brady? It is Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. I, I want to very quickly before we move on, because Jake mentioned something there about Jamie being proud of the, the prop bets. And I just want to tell a story. Every Sunday morning, right before the games are about to start, the 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 back channels of TDN, there is a there's a group of us that will just put in there, hey, Jamie, what do you like today? And then there's just a screenshot that is dropped into the channel of what is at least 25 player props that Jamie has in some capacity. And it's just a spreadsheet. It's just a picture of just everything that he has. And he just shares it with the group. And it is uh, it is a lot of fun to talk about those. So, yes, the, the prop stuff I always I always like to share with Jamie because he's always got like some obscure stuff that, it, that I don't even have uh, on a weekly basis. Um, if you want to find all of the rankings, you can do so over at draftnetwork.com underneath the fantasy tab. I don't remember if Jamie mentioned that at the top, so I'm going to do it again here. But the draftnetwork.com underneath the fantasy tab is where you can find all of that content. Uh, Jake, where can everybody follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter, Arians NFL on Instagram. Jamie? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter, at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. And as always, remember, I'll be answering all of your fantasy football start, sit questions, all of your owner's box questions, everything you need to know Friday at the Draft Network on Instagram. And then obviously for we just talked to Teasdale out of the betting stuff uh, Sunday morning, the, uh, the Draft Network YouTube channel, that hour and 15 minutes before the first, well, before the regular first game kicks off. So during the London game, we will be breaking down. Uh, all of the top games, top player props and everything. Myself, Brentley Weissman, uh, Kelsey Nicole Nelson. So check that out if you haven't already. Follow me on Twitter. And also, by the way, is another – shut up, Chris. I'm going to run right over you again here. Uh, one more thing as a reminder for the rankings. They, are, they will constantly update throughout the week. So if you go onto the webpage at any time, you will see the most up-to-date rankings. I will mess with them constantly based on news, injuries, new information that we get. Um, so you won't see massive swings unless guys get hurt or ruled out, but obviously make sure you're checking those rankings pages multiple times throughout the week to see the most up-to-date information. Okay, Chris, he is so mad at me right now. You can talk to end the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Schubert. Thanks everybody. You can follow Chris Schubert at... All right, Jamie's muted, so we can't talk for the remainder of the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. You can follow the show on Twitter at TDN Fantasy. We're back Sunday night post-football to recap it all. Jamie's got you on Friday on the Instagram Live page to get you ready for the Fantasy Week. We'll talk to you on Sunday. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.